This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 161. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, not Sharpened Pencil. Sometimes I get that. <laughs> and I'm joined, as usual, by my friend, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. And Lisa, I understand you hit 200,000. I did. On YouTube. That's crazy? That, that is exciting. I, I, I just, I saw that. I was like, wow. You know what's that's so amazing. crazy? Looking back, back when I started this, I remember watching a guy who would kind of teach you how to make your channel better. And looking back, his tips were actually terrible. But he had 8,000 <laughs> subscribers. And I remember he doesn't make videos yeah. anymore. So I'm not talking bad about someone who still does this. But he had 8,000 subscribers. And I re- remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's so many like i would never get eight thousand. that's That's insane like not a jealousy thing just like oh my wow that's a lot right yeah i cannot that is amazing wow congratulations that's awesome so this is a show about colored pencil where we discuss anything and everything surrounding this medium that we love so much so lisa what are we talking about today we are going to be answering a lot of questions about using odorless mineral spirits for blending your colored pencils We get these from time to time, and so we've kind of collected some together, and we're just going to tackle them all in one show here, dealing with OMS. A lot of times, this kind of trips people up, and they start thinking, you know, they're scared of maybe using OMS. And I don't mean scared because of it being a solvent or something like that, but just the inability to be able to control it like you can very well with, you know, this dry medium colored pencil whenever you're applying it to the paper. And so going in this direction and just starting to use OMS and using some kind of solvent to break down the pigment is kind of a different skill set somewhat. And so we want to just tackle some of these questions today. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to clear up too, I think there's a misunderstanding when you have not used odorless mineral spirits before. A lot of people think that adding OMS is the equivalent to adding water to a watercolor pencil or to ink tents or something like that. It is not the same. You will not get the same results. This is basically, it's dissolving the pigment in place. It's not blending out like you can when you add water to a water-based pencil. So it is a very, very different thing. It's not as hard to control as it would be like a watercolor pencil. I think that watercolor and ink tents can definitely be a bit more of a challenge with the way that it spreads. And that doesn't really happen with OMS. It it does tend to stay put. So if you've been a little bit hesitant thinking it was going to be similar to maybe a bad experience you might have had with watercolor, it is not the same at all. So our first question comes from Denise. Denise wants to know if OMS works on sanded paper. This one's easy enough. Yes, it does. It works just fine. It works really, really well, actually. And what I've noticed with sanded paper is that you can actually get it to this gradient type of fade in the colored pencil. Uh, And it works really well. 
if you're wanting to do something that has more of a loose or kind of a feathered kind of effect, I've found that that works really well on the 800 UART sanded paper is what I've used it on. It works really, really well. The other thing I would say about using it on sanded paper is it is very similar to using it on, you know, like a cotton paper or something like that. Although uh, you just have to remember that a little goes a long way because you're using a non-absorbent surface. All right, so Natalie writes, when using OMS to blend layers of color pencil, how do you know when it is dry enough to add another layer of color? Will it be dry to the touch? I've heard it said that Stonehenge can take up to 10 minutes to dry and Fabriano Artistico can take as little as 30 seconds. What would happen if you try to add color to it sooner? Also, have you ever used colored pencil or OMS on Crescent Illustration Board? This is kind of hard to speak to, but in general, there's so many factors here. And so I, I always hate that answer, it depends. But I'm going to say that with some caveats here and talk about it for just a moment. If your technique is that you're building up just one single layer and then you're using OMS on that, then it's probably true that Stonehenge would take longer to dry than Fabriano Artistico because... The surfaces are quite different, and Fabriano, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Lisa, doesn't that have some type of sizing or something on the surface of that paper? Maybe it used to. I, think it, I don't I know. Think it Thank does. you. They're not doing so. a very good job. I never okay. used to have to stretch that well, paper, it's, but it's been horrible lately with the new. Oh. So there, I think it it. it well, does, Stonehenge but- is just so super absorbent, and I guess this is why I'm talking about that because it, it you know, you'll just soak it right through, depending on how much you use. Now, well, for example, me, example, Alan mm-hmm. Woolett refers to it as Spongehenge, and I think that oh, that's yeah. a pretty accurate description. Yeah, it, it is kind of spongy. So the thing that I I love Stonehenge, and the thing that I like to do is I like to build up a lot of layers first. And, you know, this this is something that I see a lot of times happening with, if I can go off on a slight little uh, tangent just for a moment. A lot of beginners, though, they'll think, oh, OMS, I'm just going to use that. Man, I'll get this done so quick. I'm just going to use that. This is like the elixir of life. And, uh, you know, I'm, I don't have to use good form or anything like that uh, because I'm using OMS. And, you know, it's not a substitute for good form, for a good single color fade, for using, you know, varying your uh, lights and your darks and making sure that your values are correct and that the color uh, is constant, that you're, you know, paying attention to all these things that lend themselves to good drawing habits. And if you're, if you're not doing that, then what can happen is you're just creating a big mess. And if you're adding enough layers from the very beginning, if you're adding enough layers and you're thinking about the form and the uh, overall drawing and the technique and you're making sure that everything looks very well uh, from the very beginning, you know, start out with a good, strong line drawing, uh, things that we've always talked about on the show here. And then if you're adding OMS, this is what I like to do. I like to build up all these layers first and then I'm adding OMS and maybe it's only two layers. It, it depends on what it is that I'm drawing. But then I'm adding OMS, but I'm using a small brush typically, and I'm not just soaking it. I'm not adding a whole lot when I'm using Stonehenge especially. And it can dry very, very quickly, maybe a minute or two, and then I'm on to the next uh, part. Here's what you're asking, though. What will happen if you're applying the pencil before it's dry? Here's what can happen. You can put a hole through your paper if you're not careful. You can at least indent the paper, uh, you can cause some divots in the paper that will not come out or will take a lot of effort 
to uh, to get out of there, and you don't want to do that. You can cause uh, all this um, nice uh, hills and valleys of the paper, you know, all of that tooth that you've tried to protect all that time on the paper to just go flat and to burnish it way too early if that's something that you're trying to uh, protect throughout the drawing process. So you have to keep those things in mind that those are the risks involved if you're trying to uh, wait uh, or uh, you're trying to draw over it before it had time to actually dry. Now, as far as using Crescent Illustration Board, I can't speak to that. I... I've only I've not used OMS on Crescent Illustration Board, and I've only used the a Crescent Illustration Board. It was a gray one. I only used that one time, and I didn't use OMS. Lisa, I don't know if you've done that before. But. I actually have some here. I've just not used it yet. I bought it, though, so that I could do the airbrush background because that illustration board is wonderful for airbrushing. So yeah. I've not tried it yet. Maybe I'll do that really yeah. soon because I'm, I'm very interested. I've, I got actually quite a bit of it, and I... Just never got around to it. So the only really thing, wow, the only really thing I can speak really well. I hope no one is listening to me for grammar advice. The only thing that I want to add to that one is it just so much of how long it's going to take to dry depends on how much you've at you've used. If you add a lot, when I use Stonehenge, and I've had that happen where it took like 10 minutes to dry because I oversaturated the paper. I was trying a watercolor scrub brush to see if I liked that any better than my regular tacklon bristled brushes. I didn't, by the way. But it's it it saturated i mean that paper was soaked and it left almost an oil stain too like that never went away there was so much on there oh, wow so and it took a really really long time now that's not to say that that's just what stonehenge is prone to that was more i added too much it didn't hurt anything um, because i was covering my entire background but like it there was another piece that i did where i wanted the fawn paper of the background to show i had to be really careful not to add too much because i knew it would stain on that paper and i don't ever have it stain the fabriano like i do Stonehenge, so or the colored Stonehenge, I should say. You're talking about staining, like actual it stain. It would never stain. go away. No, well, an once you put the colored stain. pencil on top of it, you know it was dry. Once the colored pencil went on top of it, you couldn't see it. But there were edges of the paper where I was not filling with colored pencil, but the OMS had gotten on, and it left a permanent stain there. Now, wow. again, luckily in my case, that piece gets matted. You're not going to see it. It doesn't actually hurt anything. Yeah, yeah. But it is something to be aware of. I was adding way too much. Now, as a general rule, my first layers when I'm using OMS, I add more than my later layers. Once I've got a lot of pigment on that paper, I back off a lot. I hardly have any OMS on my brush. I dry it off on a paper towel, a Viva paper towel, because it's very cloth-like. If not that, use a a t-shirt works well. But I dry that brush off pretty well and then let it set for a few minutes before I actually use it on the final layers. But yeah, like John said, if that paper is too wet and you put that pencil on it, you can really damage that paper. If if nothing else, you're damaging the tooth of the paper. Um, Or like Mm -hmm. you said, you can go right through it depending on how wet it is. As far as how to know how wet it is, sometimes I can do a little bit of a test with a pencil and I can tell if that pencil's not sticking really well. I know that paper is too wet. Sometimes you can tell visually because it'll be a little bit darker when wet than it will be dry. Um, but if you're going to test it with that pencil, I just I usually will probably wait longer than needed just in case. Yes, that's the big tip right yeah. there. I always wait longer than needed. 
Cav writes, I would like to know how to get or if it's possible to get a smooth effect comparable to digital art using colored pencils. I've tried using the layering technique and blending with OMS, but it still see I still see some of the grain for the, from the paper. Now this goes back to what John was saying before. OMS is not an excuse to use bad form, to use bad technique. If you want it to be smooth, you still have to use that really sharp pencil. You've got to be using the right paper for your technique. If your paper has mm-hmm. too much tooth, then you're not going to... It's just not going to get as smooth because it's hard for that pencil to get in all those little hills and valleys, the nooks and crannies of the paper. The other thing is keep that pencil sharp. If it's not sharp and you're not working in your small little ovals or whatever form you use and you're just lightly going over the top of the paper, the OMS isn't going to fix the gritty grainy look. You've got to use the same good techniques you would even if you weren't going to use OMS. The OMS is going to speed things along. It's going to help things out, but it's not a reason to be sloppy and messy. It's not going to fix that. It's not like I was saying before, it's not the same as using a watercolor pencil. With a watercolor pencil, I can be sloppy. I can be messy. I can be all over the place. I can just hit the tooth at the top, you know, the surface of the paper. And when I add water, it all goes through evenly. Colored pencil won't do that. So you have to, in order to get it smooth, yes, it is absolutely possible to do, but you've got to use really good form. Keep that pencil sharp. Work in your small little ovals or circles or whatever you're comfortable in. And make sure that you're getting into the tooth of the paper. The OMS will guide things along, but it's not going to solve everything if you're using bad form. Yeah, I don't have anything really to add to that. It's one of those things, like you said, I mean, you just have to have an extremely sharp pencil and sit there and slowly go out of your mind just doing the same thing, that repetitive motion over and over again of a very very light touch if you're trying you know the thing that i'm thinking about when i've done a smooth effect from going from total saturation of the paper like a single color fade with a single pencil total saturation of the pencil to white of the paper depending on how far that gradient is traveling if you're starting you know at one point on the paper and you're you know having to cover six inches or something it's going to just take forever and you're just going to have to go insane in your mind as you're doing that, you know, listen to music or whatever and just, you know, bore yourself to death <laughs> doing it. I mean, it just takes a long time. That's just the nature of the beast. That's the way colored pencil work is. It is, so. but you can also let it be very relaxing. It's almost oh, yeah. therapeutic just to, oh, there's a reason I, I, a lot of people like it, even though it's a slow medium. And no, I like it. I'm, I'm yeah. being silly. I know, but I don't want anyone to think we're trying to say, you know, hey, it's slow. It's terrible. It's not. No, I, I actually, it. there are times where I just want to work slow. Then there's right. times that I want to work in acrylic and get it done in a single night. It's, you know, just depends. Well, you can occupy your mind with so many other things when you're doing something that you know what your yeah. end goal is. You know, it's just going to take a long time. Yeah. All right. That, that's a good question, though, and I hope that that helps. So, Lila writes, I am doing my first attempt on black art spectrum color fix paper. I have found I get a lot more dust, and that sticks to the rest of the paper that has not been colored in yet. Also, I don't know if it is this particular paper, but the OMS does not work very well on it. It does not seem to absorb the melted pencil. Also, my white pencil does not show up very well on this black paper. Okay. I'm using Color Fix painting board right now, and so I can speak a little bit to this, and I'm nearly done with this commission. I just have a couple little little things I want to kind of sharpen up just a little bit on this one. And I got to tell you, it is I, I kind of felt like I was starting all over again learning colored pencil because it's, a, it's really a different technique using this uh, type of uh, board. 
So what we're talking about is color fix um, boards, and these are a multimedia um, painting board. And what they say in some of their in their uh, marketing language is that it provides a rigid, light, fast, acid-free substrate for oils, acrylic, soft pastel, oil pastel, inks, watercolors, gouache, pencil, and charcoal. And so you can use it with anything. Um, they don't really talk about, or at least I didn't find where they're talking about what type of, you know, substrate this is. What is this that they're putting on this board? I'm not real sure what, you know, this really is, but I can talk to you about what it is like to work on it. And when you're putting a pencil on there, I don't care how sharp you get that pencil. The one that I'm working on, if you're, you know, use, and I've used a couple of others testing it out to figure out which one I wanted to go with color wise. They, they come in a lot of different colors. I'm using white. Layla, she's using black. So the effect I would think would be the same. When you're using an extremely sharp pencil, even though you're putting down a very delicate line, you're not going to get just total saturation on that surface. It kind of just looks grainy the whole time that you're putting it down. And I, I really can't get around that. I can't get away from that. It has sort of this grainy kind of surface. It's like using 200 sanded paper, something like that, where you know it's not a real fine texture. It's a, a very coarse texture. And you just cannot get away from that. And so what I've had to do is in using the OMS, I'm waiting until I use the OMS to sharpen up a, a line or to add you know, something that would look very smooth. And so I'm really just painting and I'm just adding the color on there and you know, using good form, obviously, even trying to, get a, uh, trying to get it in the right spots. But then I'm not really worried too much about something looking very opaque until I add the OMS. Now, it's non-absorbent. We have to remember that, that you're never going to have the color just absorb into that one area. And so for me, I had to use just very small amounts of OMS at a time. Otherwise, it does kind of feel like using water on watercolor pencils or something like that, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, where you're just smearing all this around. It looks like a wash. So it's a different technique. I like it. I'm enjoying it, but it's different. It's very, very different. So I hope that that helps a little bit, but I here's the thing. I wouldn't worry about thinking, you know, to myself, "Oh, I'm going to uh, you know, absorb this pencil into the paper. I'm going to have this melt into the paper." It's not going to do that. It will never do that. It's just a different type of animal that you're working on. I've never used that paper, so I can't speak to anything really there, but I can say with black paper, just a tip is oh, yeah. if I'm going to work on black paper, I'm going to make sure that my darks are really dark, really, really, really dark because your whites are never going to be wide enough. Even when I work on like, what is the one that I like? The Canson Me 10s. When I work on that, my whites, the only way that I'm going to get my whites actually white on that paper is to use, like really bright, is to use the Touch of Texture Titanium White Mixture from brushandpencil.com. I can paint it on and I can do a couple layers that way and get things really bright if I wanted it to be. But my normal way to work when I'm working on black paper is to choose a project where there are a lot of shadows and I just make my darks super, super dark. So I'm playing to the the I mean, that would be, to me, the reason you would use a, a dark paper. You're saving some time. You've already got some of the darks in there. But if you can get your darks dark enough, it'll make your lights appear lighter than what they actually are. If you try to use black paper and create a scene that's all kind of mid-range, not super light, not super dark, 
it, it's very boring. It doesn't look that interesting. If I'm going to use black paper, those darks are going to be really, really dark, and that's going to make the whites appear brighter than they really are. I'm glad you addressed that. I forgot to speak to that. Um, so, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. The thing is, with black paper, any kind of colored paper, yeah, you always want to make that decision purposely. You know, you you want to be very intentional about why you're choosing uh, a colored surface. And so if it is, you know, going to lend itself well to the overall composition and color scheme that you're working on, then that would be a reason to do that. Um, the very nature of colored pencil and, you know, I don't care what you use. I don't care what white, what, you know, what it is you're using. They're always going to be translucent. They're never going to be yes. just super opaque. And so always keep that in mind that you're working in a medium that is by by itself, you know, not even adding anything to it, has that property to it. Color yeah. pencil is a translucent medium. So, And that's why most artists, when they work on something, want really bright white paper. So that they yeah. can have that luminance coming through, that white of the paper yes. brightening things up. Our next question comes from Greg, who writes, I can't get white to stay white. The OMS smears any dark color over the white, and it never recovers. The best I can get is about a 50% gray look, and I nearly have poked through my paper trying to get more layers of white. This is actually a pretty simple solution, and it's don't smear the black over the white. You've got to be aware of, of where you need things to stay white, where you want things to stay bright and light. Don't let that black smear into it, because if you're just being messy and smudging, you know, taking that brush and wiping over everything, light and dark, you will smudge some of those colors. While I say it doesn't spread like watercolor, you still can smudge a little bit like what you're seeing here. So by just being a lot more careful, switch to a smaller brush. If I've got a small area where I've got black right up against a really light color, especially if it's like yellow and I do not want those colors bleeding in together, that gives you, in most cases when I've used yellow, I want it to be more bright. So I am just really careful, switch to a smaller brush and blend black separately than the other color or any of the dark colors separately than the light colors. And that'll help you to maintain your bright colors the way you want. Yeah, and we can also use some of the tools and techniques that watercolorists use all the time. And we can use a ruling pen and masking fluid, you know, frisket, whatever. You know, use something yeah. to protect the areas that you don't want to have affected. And that works really well as well. All right, so maybe you have a question about solvent or OMS in general. And, you know, we didn't even really talk, Lisa, about the types of solvent, but, um, you know, there are a number of different ones that you could use. This wasn't a, a show on that, but maybe you have other questions that you would like for us to address. And you can do that by reaching out to us over on the Q&A page. It's sharpenedartist.com slash Q&A. Or you can email us podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can always comment on the show notes. We would appreciate that. If you enjoy the show, we would appreciate a rating and or a review or tell someone else about the show. This is a weekly show and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.